Hello, Robots in Disguise fans, and welcome to another AfterBuzz TV Robots in Disguise After Show. Today we are covering episodes five and six, Cover Me and Brain Power. See you after the opening. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Here it goes. Katie's never heard this song before. I've never actually heard it. Oh, and we got a light show. Fire and ice. It's so good. But you just take a little piece of my heart. So good. Bless. I had, thank you for bringing that up. I had not heard that before. Hey, guys, you got the cold opening beforehand. Welcome back. We're back. Yay. There were definitely some Easter holidays and other holidays and away missions going on there, but we have returned. Of course, with us in the booth is the lovely Alexis the Wrecker Taurus. Hey, everybody. You can find me all over social media as a Taurus 890 And with me at the table, Emma the Speedster Fife. Hello, I'm Emma Fife. You can follow me all over the internet at Emma Fife. Megan, Lord Megantron Salinas. Hey, guys. You can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Well, I'm not rocking out to this at all. <laughs> yes, don't tweet her while she's rocking out. She doesn't like to be interrupted. <laughs> and I'm Katie Kia Prime Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kia J. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. We are going to pull up the live chat in just a minute, and we have our hashtag ABTVRID. So if you have anything fun to say, throw it in there. You may well get a shout out. So let's talk about Cover Me. What did you guys think of this episode? It was like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow, oh, straight okay. up. <laughs> Did we watch the same episode? No, I mean it was like it was like Lord of the Rings. They're like their whole thing going on with the I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was to me it felt very much like a Lord of the Rings journey episode. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing is okay, so with the the, the B team that doesn't include Bumblebee. <laughs> the, the non B the B not, team. The not can we B make the chat a little B bigger, please? Team. Yeah, I'm uh, working on it. Yeah, Thank the, you. The, the not BB team. They're like, that's what they're, they're like just on a journey. They're like trying to get home. You know what I mean? Like it, it feels like Lord of the Rings, except for instead of journeying to like drop the ring in Mount Doom, they're like trying to get They're, they're trying to drop Decepticons into you know Windblade caches. Okay, maybe it's more like Star Trek Voyager. Okay. okay. Okay, I'll you give know, you that. Like, they're trying to like figure the, out how to get home. Or I, I always enjoyed Sliders. Sure, where, yes. Uh, the sliders. whole point was trying to get home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just picking up Decepticons and dropping them into Windblades caches yeah. along the way. Like, yeah. all right, we got one. All right, you stay there, yeah. and we're gonna keep moving. Yeah, I was sincerely hoping we would get Ratchet in this episode, and I was uh, super disappointed I when know. that was not a thing that no, occurred. It was not. Like, I want it, and Optimus obviously needs it. Mm -hmm. Yep, mm -hmm. it's gonna be a slow burn. Although, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I do like that they. Between these two episodes, that they're still establishing that he's still very hurt, mm -hmm. and in the following episode, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But they they make a prime reference, and so I'm hoping that with the combination of those two things, we do get Ratchet in the future because he's my favorite curmudgeon of all time. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, <laughs> I I'm pretty convinced that we will. Quite frankly, but, I'm just but, it, but again, it's you know, I think that. For anybody who has not seen Transformers Prime, first of all, what are you doing with your life? Because <laughs> it's awesome and you watch should watch it. it. Watch it, watch um, it. It's all on Netflix. But, but, Netflix. but <laughs> secondly, you know, 
it's kind of like this is this is a conversation I've been having with a lot of people recently about Batman versus Superman, which is that oh boy. which is that DC oh didn't earn, <laughs> DC didn't earn that movie. Yes. Whereas Marvel earned the Avengers. We already had spent time with all of these characters and we cared about them. So I think that what they're doing right now is like they're giving us time with these robots in disguise specific characters to build up that relationship with them before we start introducing characters from a previous series. It's very much like Star Wars Rebels did this season. Yeah, exactly. They, they started in season two to incorporate a lot more of the characters from Clone Wars. And I'm thinking slash really, really hoping that that is what we're going to end up seeing yeah. in this season. You got um, to care about Ezra, Hera, Kanan, right. and Sabine, and Zeb before you bring in Ahsoka because exactly. she'll steal the spotlight. Exactly. Just like you got to care about Drift and Windblade and Sonic. I already Swipe. care about Drift. Where are you guys? <laughs> he I came mean, in I, and I was like, that one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this I, one. I mean, I, I adore him immensely. Uh, <laughs> I will say that this episode, I love the aesthetic. I love the look of all of the robots in this particular yes, episode because yes. we had our palettes swap and we also I really like the look of all of these Decepticons that being said I kind of feel like some of the like the whole the whole crux of this story was really odd oh yeah and I feel like the moral was sort of muddled I it was I pretty messed you up. on that yeah I, I, I mean like, everything I've watched this week has been weird with the exception yeah. of Rebels and S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. like all of my TV shows have just been left yeah. of center this week for some reason yeah, I mean it was because I, I'm agreeing I agree with you Megan like I loved the palette swap and, and as I say like I love what I sort of interpreted as that like Lord of the Rings quest and all this sort of trials and tribulations they were going through but ultimately it was like I was mad that like Sideswipe was right about like Optimus needing like being well, grandpa you know what I mean it's a double standard because yeah. it's okay for Optimus to pretend like he's not hurt and to keep pushing forward but for Windblade, Windblade yeah. all of a sudden oh no she's a liability mm-hmm. this, she's the weakest she's the weak link exactly. here and, and, and at the beginning when of the Optimus episode Optimus is doing the exact same exa- thing well, and yeah. specifically at the beginning of the episode they were all treating Optimus as if he he were the weak link because he kind of was in some ways. But he kept he, falling over. True. And true. when Optimus falls over, it's kind of a big crash. I yeah. Mean, he is a very, very large bot. Absolutely. And, and but I, but it's true, Megan, because it was sort of problematic because with the stuff going on with Optimus, they were like, you know, Drift specifically is like, oh, well, he's a prime, so we just need to allow him to prime it up. I think we've established that the <laughs> primes have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> I, I think we've established that, I, I think we talked, Megan and I were talking about it when we were watching it, what they did to Optimus was kind of like an impromptu <laughs> kidney surgery. <laughs> like, they gave him a kidney, and then once he recovered, they took the kidney back, yeah. and he's still recovering post-op. Yeah. So He's yeah. Charlie the Unicorn. Kind <laughs> of. Oh, they took my freaking kidney. <laughs> he, should, he should be in a bathtub of ice somewhere and not, you know, gallivanting across the countryside. By the way, bathtub of ice is not great post-op care. Oh, no, 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 BT honey does. Bunch of no. Yeah. True, but you, do you really think they cared about the surgery? If you legitimately have a kidney removed, <laughs> that is not the treatment you will Please, no. If you wake up in a bathtub of 
like, there's call a the problem call with like everything. But um, because <laughs> yeah. you are in for a bad time. But like the, I get what they were going for. It's the, it's the whole <clears throat> seeing the flaws in somebody <clears throat> else, but not being able to see them in yourself. Sure, absolutely. And but like it's so, it, it was it in my opinion this was not the best execution because she all, got taken out by a gopher. It was forced every step of the way <laughs> yeah. because I get and and I have a hard time justifying it and I will make a lot of justifications for Transformers sure. related yeah. things. I have justified things I probably shouldn't have justified. But with this one, she was taken out by a gopher of all things, which yeah. I've never very been so aggressive angry at gopher. a gopher since yeah. Indiana Jones 4. Sure. <laughs> and then, I think I repressed that. Yeah. And then I can justify her falling and not being able to save herself because not enough time to transform. Okay. Right, right. But then when she lands in the river, she should have sunk to the bottom and or been able to transform and get herself out. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I'm pretty sure we've seen her transform underwater before. Yeah. I believe you are correct. So, yes. this whole I have a thing. hard time really going along with any of this. Yeah. I think we were calling it contrived drama. Yeah. Yeah, it, just, it, got, it was no, extremely it was, it, it, did, it did feel very contrived. I just wanted to address um, something that Nightshade <clears throat> was saying in the chat about, you know, starting this episode with the team all being like, oh, man, Optimus, he's such a liability. And, and you know, she points out that they're all kind of forgetting that Optimus is a war hero, essentially. And he, is, he, is, he has died and returned well, several times. As, True, as but that was Jackson, before he yeah. died yeah. and got brought back to life and then yeah. died again and then kind of got brought back to life, exactly. maybe. And I then mean, had impromptu kidney and, surgery, like... He might be a war hero, yeah. but he's also the type of person to worry about other people and completely disregard his own health. Absolutely. Which is Absolutely. why we need Ratchet, because Ratchet is the one bot who can tell him to sit his chassis down and get better. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And Jack, you are absolutely right. Optimus has died in every, in pretty much every incarnation For, of it's tradition. It is the world's worst tradition. For yeah. Optimus I swear. Prime, death is like, for us, going to the dentist. Sure. Death is the next beginning. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> The death test? But it's an inconvenience. It has to happen. (laughs) But ultimately, he comes out of it just fine. Yeah, the okay. And just, and circling back to Windblade and the falling in the water and that, like, being part of her her downfall. and, And Jack also in the chat sort of made me think of this is it's like, we even if we didn't see her transform underwater, we had definitely seen all of these transformers underwater yeah, when they yeah. were dealing with that like octopus Decepticon. So they are waterproof. And, <laughs> yeah. and they sink. Yeah. And I don't want to make assumptions about how strong the river is, you know, the current of the river is, but I'm I'm not a physics major, <laughs> but I still feel like like she would have sunk instead of gotten carried away. Like I think she would have sunk and then gotten dragged along the bottom. Like you oh, want yeah. some legitimate drama? Go for that. Yeah. But this whole floating thing well, and then and sideswipes failed quick time events. So just, exactly. That was Megan's phrase and it's beautiful. It yeah. was it was like I was expecting the little circle X to appear on the screen for like press X so that sideswipe grabs her. <laughs> and it's a failed quick time event. Like I lived through enough Kingdom Hearts to know what this looks like. Yeah. Oh boy. Or uh Until Dawn was the one that came out not that long ago that Nothing but quick time events. So, yeah, just this this whole episode, like, they tried and they had an okay moral about it's okay to worry about other people, but you also have to be aware of how you're doing. Like, got it. 
But the way they got there was so contrived and so ridiculous. Like, Death Gopher. Well, mm-hmm. and It's I like a horror movie. And I don't know... A really bad one. Like <laughs> We've had Zombievers, okay? That's a movie that exists. It's but true. I, I can't help but wonder if maybe the reason we're really upset about it is because this is Windblade of all bots. Like, yeah, I don't know if I would be as upset if it was one of the guy bots, in all honesty. I would still be upset if it were Drift, namely because of the personalities we've established for them. Yeah. Windblade is a warrior, she knows her stuff. Mm. Drift is a warrior, he knows his stuff. Yeah. Sideswipe's a freaking idiot. <laughs> so if it was Sideswipe trying to do this and getting attacked by a gopher and falling over, we'd be like, oh, it's Tuesday. Oh, Sideswipe. We would still find yeah. the death gopher to be fairly contrived, but we yeah. would just be like... It's Sideswipe. He does and, these things. And not saying Wingley that... doesn't usually do these things. Yeah, and, and so it's weird. Not saying that our female characters can't be flawed, because they should be. That's yeah. what makes yeah. you well-rounded yeah. characters. But this just seems so out of place and so forced. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I did enjoy that like Windblade was the one that Optimus was kind of like opening up to. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, from that perspective, it was like, there were definitely good things about this episode and and things that I think are admirable, like, girl qualities that we were seeing in in Windblade this week that made it seem natural that she would be the one that Optimus was really connecting with. Because, you know... Drift is definitely a little uh, one note, and uh, and Sideswipe's kind of all over the place. So yeah, although you know, uh, Drift had a moment this episode, though. It's an excellent oh test God. for my students. <clears throat> the test is over. Yes. <laughs> it's just like the second they get hurt like that, it's like, and we're done. Yeah. That was adorable. Though. Oh, really? Nice. I love him being a dad. Yeah. But I love you, the mini cons. You actually made a really good point while we were watching it. Um, and maybe this is this is more justification for it being Windblade having to go through this particular lesson. Um, was when Optimus is walking away, like limping mm-hmm. away, and she's talking to Drift, mm-hmm. and she's like, if anything happens to him, I'd never forgive myself. And Katie out loud said, well, doesn't that make it about you? And that's yeah. that's a kind of a good reminder of like when you are concerned for other people, like when you put other people's well-being on your own shoulders and make it your responsibility, that is a problem. It is, well, and it, it is a problem, and it's also something that Optimus does all the time. Oh yeah. my god, yes. He is like the poster boy for this. So, yeah. And again, you're you're taking, you're you're kind of, is that like a savior syndrome sort of thing, where it's like, I'm responsible Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a martyr syndrome. That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And you make it about yourself, and that's not, I mean, it's a great quality to want to help people, and to want to keep people safe, but like, at the same time, when you when you put that burden on yourself, that usually doesn't end well. Mm-hmm. So. And you don't need to, and it's for the detriment of others. Like, yeah, yeah I can definitely see that that's what they were going for, but Absolutely. I'm not over the death chipmunky, guys. <laughs> Whatever that tiny rodent was, that was the dumbest reason. Listen, but the minicons were great. The oh mini my cons. god! I love so all great. of the mini cons. I love they how many mini cons we're getting. Like because there were mini cons in both episodes that we're talking about tonight, and it's kind of like everyone gets their own Pokemon. Like it's yeah. great. <laughs> it's great. I love so it. So our mini cons are Swelter and Glacius. So we the hence the fire and ice starter. Fun. <laughs> They're great. I love them. Which one? Which one? They're fun. Fun. 
trivia fact oh. about the voice actors. The voice actor for Swelter uh, is the original voice actor for Michelangelo from the original Teenage Mutant Oh, that's Teenage awesome! Uh, and the voice of, um, what was the Glacius. Glacius. Uh, Yuri Lowenthal. Yuri oh. Lowenthal. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, Oh, okay. Hi. <laughs> oh, man. And we have Razor. I keep, I wrote it as Razor Paw and Razor Claw, and I think I wrote it incorrectly. It's uh, Razor Raz- Paw. Razor Paw, yeah. Which, okay, is a cougar. Or a puma. Kind of looks more like a puma. Yeah. It looks like a big cat. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to stop making up animals. I, yeah. Somebody in the I I don't remember who. Somebody yeah, in the chat. Yeah, no. Right all of the red versus blue jokes because cougar, puma, and mountain lion are the same animal. They are. <laughs> so, yeah. Now that you know. Yes. Yes. And he is evidently something of a vampire? Yeah, because is that a thing that like all Transformers can do? Siphon off Energon from other Transformers? Well, it's a vehicle thing. I mean, you can siphon gasoline from another car's tank, but the only other time we've seen that was a vampire bat in yeah, Decepticon, yeah. and that was the point. Yeah. But we also had some glorious hallucinations to go along with that, so that was that pretty amazing. This was just like, I need Energon, I need a blood transfusion. <laughs> Which. So who even knows? We had kind of a, we we had kind of a weak con, but we had great mini cons. Yeah, they were really cute. I they, liked them. I loved like their bicker. I loved the. I probably my favorite line was Razor Paw is never happy because yeah. like he's never long, happy. He'll never be grateful. Think of the scraps. All we're getting is scraps. The long suffering mini cons is a recurring theme, and this is the first time we actually get to see mini cons who are fed up with it, or at least one mini con who's fed up with it. Yeah. Everybody else just sort of rolls with it or or like they are like a makeshift family or if they totally. leave yeah. it's because of their own personal shame that sort of thing <laughs> yeah so this this is really this is really fun they are they're wonderful yeah. and i adore them they they're kind of the heart of this episode the mini con uprising is nigh <laughs> and i don't understand why they're working for razor paw when they are ostensibly more powerful than he is i actually totally agree with you on that yeah it, to me razor claw was kind of forgettable and weird he really was. you know and the and the too many cons that like their designs yeah. were really interesting, and yeah. they had a, an interesting dynamic. And They were the most color yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Everyone else was in the desert tones, and yeah. I swear those yellow eyes freaked me right the <laughs> hell out. Because they didn't have pupils, it was just yellow eyes. And I'm like, okay, well, we've given our hearts to darkness. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very Kingdom Hearts thing. I'm having trouble I, with I that. I liked it, I appreciated it. But um, I will say that with these, uh, with Razor Claw, or Razor Paw, whatever his name was. Uh, the Cougar. Yeah. <laughs> that Puma. Puma. That guy. Mountain the Big Cat. <laughs> the Big Cat. <laughs> the Kitty Cat. Um, yeah, it didn't necessarily make sense with every other mini-con uh, Decepticon partnership that we've seen, it's always made sense. Mm-hmm. Or if it fell apart, it made sense why it fell apart. And this one, it's like, what's their story? How did yeah. they end up with this guy? Aesthetically, they don't match Go together him. at all, no. Yeah, and, yeah. And the problem with him was is that he could have been really interesting. Yeah. He literally sucks the life out of other Transformers. He can recognize, quote-unquote, the weak link in in any given group. That could have been really interesting. And, and the fact that he has these minicons working for him, we could have seen a very manipulative, very interesting, intelligent bot. But instead, we just kind of get a bully. 
Yeah. And he was just kind of a jerk and he was hungry. <clears throat> yeah. He was yeah. hangry and that's the whole episode that, for him. That was about it. He just, yeah, there there was really nothing to him. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah, I agree. Can we talk a little bit about Sideswipe? I mean, he, <laughs> I just loved that it ended up being like the Sideswipe annoying Drift show. Oh my God. Drift was just like. I am stick a fork in me. He, I am I know. so he, well, done. He was like, I am turning off my audio receptors, and that's why it's like <laughs> still just talking. Well, and at the beginning, where it's like, you know, I bet you can't stay still for stay silent for five seconds. I counted; it was exactly five seconds, uh, and then he went on yeah. again, just like. Um, you know what I took away from Sideswipe just going on mm-hmm, and on mm-hmm, during mm-hmm, this entire mm-hmm. road trip? I like. He really misses strong. He really does. <laughs> Every other word was strong arm did this and strong arm did that. And, and we did this and we did that and he we did this other thing. Does. And I'm like, if Windblade and Drift have been hanging out at the base, <laughs> weren't they there for most of these? <laughs> I, I just I kind of like granted, I like whenever I see them together, I do think more of the brother sister bickering sort of right. thing. Yeah. But now that they're separated and like that's all that they can talk about is the other. I'm like, maybe this romance thing could work out. I don't know. I don't know. Mitchell nah. was the one that said it, not me. Nah, I'm not into that. I, I, Renji in the chat says, Glacius is Mr. Ten Below. I've been singing the Heat Miser song all freaking day because the Transformers <laughs> wiki used that as their swelter caption. And I'm just like, noise. the year without a Santa Claus. Everyone knows the songs. No one remembers the movie. I'm Mr. It's, White Christmas. I like that movie. I'm Mr. Snow. <laughs> remember that movie? Alexis okay, good. It. Alexis remembers. Yeah. Good. Alexis rem- Alexis will remember this. <laughs> yes. Forever and ever. My favorite Rankin Bass is Santa Claus is Coming to Town, specifically because of the psychedelic music video that happens in the middle oh of Oh my it. gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh man, I need to rewatch that. The one with Mickey Rooney? Yeah. 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 Ginger Santa. Yeah, yeah Ginger Santa. I, I have to stick with Rudolph, but Burl Ives <laughs> as the snowman is a thousand percent of the reason why. I, same here. Good. Rudolph was the first one I ever saw. Okay. So, that's, so yeah, anyway, that, that was that a nice little... Done. Detour back to our <laughs> ship war. Uh, yeah, just the ongoing comedy with sideswipe being sideswipe and drift being done. Yeah, was a thing of wonder and beauty. To the fact where our ending joke was: for once he's quiet. Oh, no. Take your sweet time getting us yeah, out of this they trap. Got encased in the like in molten metal yeah. because Swelter and Glacius are heavyweights. Yeah. Again, I don't understand why they're working for Razorpaw. This guy's got nothing. Nobody knows. Well, Nobody and again, they, really and they work well together. <laughs> they because do. Fire and ice is a great combination. <laughs> so All good. right, do we have any final thoughts on that episode? I no, think we it, it was fine. Okay, it talking was, about it was okay. Yeah. yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, talking about uh, episode six, brain power. We need to kind of make a high speed pass at this one. We're a little low on time for a full episode um, covering. This episode, man, I feel like I've seen this before. I know, but you know what? I really liked it. I actually really, really enjoyed this it one. Was fun. And I and I like that because this is something we talked about on the show a lot, which is that the value of Grimlock to the group. And here we basically see that Grimlock, just as he is... Is, is extremely way, valuable. Is extremely valuable, exactly. Because basically, you know, his issue is that he's like, you don't include me in any of the strategy meetings. I could be really good at strategy and stuff. And <laughs> Well, he does need to know what's going on. It's True. a valid point. 
I, I have to bring this up. Ali Surrett in the chat says, and Sideswipe has claustrophobia. Oh, and yeah. Oh, God. Suddenly that's horrific. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That stopped being funny real fast. Yep. Woo. Yep. 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 Anyway, I, I had to bring that up because, dang, Back to the subject yeah, at hand. But, basi- but basically, you know, there is, uh, is Grimlock feels that he is being excluded because he thinks that B and Strongarm don't think that he is intelligent enough to participate in some of the planning. And they kind of say wrong. that in so many words. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Has Have we seen him be excluded in that way? I mean, I know there was that episode where he and Strongarm weren't getting along uh, because she was like, you're not doing things the way Sideswipe and I do them. But right. like, have they ever, prior to this, ever excluded him from planning stages? Because usually B's there to dole out orders to everybody. Yeah, I don't think they've ever mm. actually done that. So this is kind of an odd little premise. Yeah, I mean, I... It did not. I'm going to be totally honest. It didn't bother me at all. I think (laughs) they just needed a reason for Grimlock to feel like everybody else, like like he felt like everybody else thought he was. Well, and I and I think it is a valid point and and a and a totally valid you know premise for an episode because we are so aware of the fact that like Grim is when it comes to you know your sort of what we classically define as intelligence, Grimlock is not. He is not the uh, the sharpest tool in the shed. He's the bulkhead of the group. He's the big yeah. dumb bruiser. Yeah. He's got a pretty fairly he's got a fairly high level of emotional intelligence, sure, which makes sure. a lot of sense. But he's who you bring in when you need to beat something into a pulp. Right. He's he's, not, he's the same role as bulkhead. Right. Yeah. He's not quoting Chaucer or Shakespeare. Sure. Or I did love that we got intelligent word salad from him after this, yes. and I loved that we had this happened to a friend of mine once. We were able to solve it with this. Like, thank you for acknowledging that mm-hmm. this is a plot that we've seen before. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I mean, and I I don't know. I felt like. Grimlock versus, say, Bulkhead. Like, Bulkhead, I feel like, is more like, whatever, man, that's my job. But, like, there's there's this real, like, loving innocence about yeah. Grimlock yeah. that he just wants to be included, you know? And it, it doesn't come from a place of, like, he just, he wants to be valued in everything. And he, he wants his opinions to be heard. And he wants people to think well of him. Yeah. And I think that that was part of his issue here was he was like, no, they don't think I'm good enough. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to try and take the Academy entrance exam. I'm going to accidentally download eight bazillion gigs worth of data into my brain. Yeah. It will eventually kill me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's not good. Well, and, and Bulkhead was never self-conscious about not Correct. being scholarly. Correct. He was yeah. like, I'm a builder and a and a wrecker. I, I build stuff, I break stuff. And that's what stuff. I'm good yeah. at, and I'm okay with that. Right. Right here, though, yeah, Grim, 100%, he thinks that the people around him think less of him, and he's he's very hurt by that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, and I think that this is, you know, part of a journey for Grim towards realizing his own self-worth. Yeah. Like, so this, it was a fun episode. I loved our con. I loved our mini cons. Oh, yeah. Those were fun. Our, our con was, was that an orangutan? Was that a mandrill? It was mandrel? Sir, it, it, like it, King Louie. It was, was King Louie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might have been a mandrill. I'm not sure. But yeah. we had a very large monkey named Simicor. Yeah, it was Simeon, for sure. <laughs> and then we had his two little monkey mini cons that were Axiom and Theorem. And I thought those were just 
great names. Yeah. And he's basically an angry scientist. Like, when things don't go wrong, he beat when things don't go right, right. he beats people up. Mm-hmm. Fun trivia fact again about <laughs> these minicons. Both of them are voiced by Jeff Bennett, who is no stranger to the Transformers world. Say, at which point we both just go, proud <laughs> And cry a little bit because animated broke our hearts and that was unfair. <laughs> he's also the reporter whose name currently escapes me on uh, Rescue and, Bots. Uh, yeah, Rescue Bots. Oh, yeah. You didn't oh, know what that? What is that tr- tr- the uh, reporter's name? Uh, you know who we're talking about. Yeah, the no, guy with exactly the autonomous cameras. About. Yes. Oh, man. Aw. That, that, that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bennett. That's he great. He basically lives in the Transformers franchise. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I was very happy to find that yeah, out. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad place to be. So we had what I thought was interesting for this is that the increased intelligence, and by that I mean we've overloaded the hard drive for Grimlock, made him a worse fighter because instead of trusting his instincts, which is what he does, he was analyzing every single move before making a choice, and he just wound up doing nothing. Yeah, unlike the uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies where everything oh, gets slowed yeah. down and he has enough time to analyze everything yeah, and make the man. right decision, he was just kind of frozen. He's like, I don't know what to do. I think it's because Grimlock's not used to operating on that sort of level of analytical thinking, you know? Yeah. Well, and you can have a ton of data in a computer, but if you don't have the processing power to handle it, it's going nowhere. Yeah. He doesn't have the processing power for that sort of thing. Yep. It's yeah. like trying it's, to load YouTube on Windows 98. It's, it's just not going to happen. It's literally information nope. overload. Yeah. Yep. Totally. So that, that was fun and interesting to watch. And then we wound up with a battle of wits. Which was my favorite part of the episode. Huxley Prescott. Thank you, my chick. That was the name. That was the name. I was like, he's got some, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a a child-friendly way of saying this. He's kind of a jerk sometimes. He's kind of a self-centered jerk. It happens. But just this battle of wits. And it starts off with the train question. If a train leaves a station at here going this miles an hour, in this direction and this other train like I once I figured out that it was the train question yep. she could vouch I yep. was just crying with well, laughter and, it was beautiful and I wish you guys sometimes I wish you guys could see us reacting to the episode <laughs> Some, uh, it's, it's fine we don't have to do that but I feel like second, once in a while we should just film one just to show people yeah. but the, the second uh, the second he gets done asking the question Emma immediately <laughs> went there is no nuance to me anymore underbite <laughs> in it <laughs> being the... Because I'm used to that trick question being they won't ever meet because X. Right. Like, well, I suppose technically that's correct. So going into... There really was no plan for this challenge to a battle of wits and they don't have a question prepared and they're not prepared to answer the question that was asked of them and it just... It was such a train wreck. It was hysterical, but But it was the biggest wreck of trains. But I was really proud that I came up with the question. Yes! (laughs) Because we watched it before. We're sitting here watching her watch it for the first time and she goes, and then this! And we're like... Yep. Like, sure. Just wait for it. Just wait for it. Yep. But I, I really hope the nuance city thing keeps coming up. I know. Because no. Underbite was so mad that no one remembered him. Yeah. For it. So the fact that 
everyone does know. Well, at, least, at least our bots remember him for Yeah, it. well, and I, and I love well, that you know, they... He pounded it into their brain, yeah. literally. I ate New Orleans City. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he literally talked about it nonstop for a whole 23-minute episode, and it was nice to see that, like, they brought that back, because if that had not been the solution, then I'd be like... Guys, come I, on. And it's what pretty I really great want that Simicor for... knew about it, too. Yeah. That it wasn't our bot's reaction, which was, who was that? <laughs> right. <laughs> What's new on City? Listen, apparently the Decepticons know all about each other's <laughs> like, great life achievements. True. Well, they all wound up on the uh, thing. Help me. Oh, the Alchemar? Thank you. Yeah. But, the ship. But, like, they were all in stasis pods. You don't exactly get to chit-chat while you're in stasis. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking yeah. that these kind of happened around the same time, or at least early enough that they know about Fair it, enough. as opposed to our bots who came along God knows how many millennia later? I, I'm just knows? really waiting for the moment Underbite comes across uh, a bot, either a Decepticon or an Autobot that he's never met before, and they're like, I know you! Yeah. You're the one responsible for the destruction of Nuance City! Yeah. And his eyes will just light up. I'm waiting for that moment. We have a Harriet Jones moment. We know who you are. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It's always great when I can break people with Harriet Jones references. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Anyway. So uh, we basically <laughs> learned that, you know, don't exclude people because you don't think they're up to snuff. And yeah. people have different strengths and you should... Yes. I'm, I'm just really glad that magnets seem to not have have the ability to immobilize Transformers, but not scramble their circuitry. Oh, like, yeah, they're Transformers, <laughs> not TVs. <laughs> Saying it says someone who has actually applied a magnet to a TV before to see what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to, this, this is circling back and just addressing something that um, Roz Mystica said in the chat, that that the value of Grimlock, like, basically, like, he came up with an acceptable answer yeah. in this battle of wits and basically saying that he is, like, he has his own, he's smart in his own yeah, way. Yeah, and he, it's he, not like he can't learn anything no, either. No, yeah. Because he now knows what the shortest distance between two points <laughs> are. It's, it's a straight, straight line. And that's something he can relate to because going straight through a wall is fantastic. It's his style. Well, mm -hmm. he's got, like I said, he's got emotional intelligence, and he's adaptable. He yeah. approaches problems from a different angle than everyone. Yeah. And it causes problems when most people are on the same page, and he's over here going, nope, I'm a punch it. Like, yep. that doesn't always work. Yep, yep, yep. So, but here it worked really super well, because, wow, nobody should ever do this Battle of Wits thing ever again. No one's good at it. Just stop. You are not armed for this. <laughs> Do we have any uh, final thoughts on this episode? Anything that we skipped over? I just love Grimlock a lot, you guys. <laughs> I don't know, know how I feel about him. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. Yeah. I want to know if particle accelerators do actually fire laser beams. Oh, like, yeah. I wasn't sure if that's a thing that actually occurred. Yeah. If there are any particle physicists out there, let us know. <laughs> let us know. If we there are any particle physicists in our chat, by what, all means. What I am going to say is that I liked that ultimately the solution to saving everybody in this episode was, in fact, 
the Grimlock solution. <laughs> it was be yourself. Yeah, yeah. At the bottom line, but yeah. it was also punch things really hard. Yeah, exactly. Which is what being yourself yeah. counts as for Grim. Exactly. Ultimately, in the end, he punched through a wall, <laughs> and he punched the console that was controlling the particle cannon, and re- that was controlling the magnet that was holding his friends that they were going to get shot with the particle cannon, and everybody... Where and once again, Grimlock the day was saved, yeah. thanks to Grimlock. Yeah. 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 Analytical Grimlock was paralyzed with fear. Yeah. Grimlock himself knew what to do to take action. Yep. Um, I'll say that, like, um, Grimlock is adorable and great, but I like that since we had such a similar story to what we saw in Prime, I like the acknowledgement of, yes, this, like, we acknowledge that we're essentially recycling a plot from Prime, but this story isn't going in that direction. Yeah, yeah. And I, the, I, it I would have been that. cheap if they hadn't acknowledged it at all, but the fact that they said, oh, yeah, that might have happened, but our physiology is too different for it to work that way again. We need to come up with something yeah. else. Like, okay, and the whole audience yeah. kind of goes, we're not recycling a full episode. All yeah, right, it right. faith been, in you is rewarded. It would have been so easy for them to just be like, oh yeah, we've done this before, and then boom, it hits every single emotional beat yeah. that that episode hit. And I'm really and that glad episode that they hit didn't a, go that. That episode mm-hmm. hit a lot of emotional beats, like... That episode hurts, man. Yeah. It really did. But we didn't go that way, and I Thank like goodness. that they took yeah. it in a different direction. Yeah. Yep. I love the minicons sniping at each other. <laughs> just being jerks the whole time to each other was just wonderful to me. And it was Jeff Bennett yelling at himself. Somebody like, pointed out in the chat earlier that, um, that they were watching with their mom and... Their mom said that everybody gets a minicon this season. <laughs> you get a minicon and you get a minicon. Everyone gets a minicon. Check under your seats. <laughs> Emma, Emma, no, there's I'm, not actually a minicon under there. You lied to us. You lied to us. I was about to run in there and be like, oh my god, a <laughs> No, they're all under the sofa. Okay. <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, chat, if you've got any final thoughts, since we're on like, what, a minute and a half delay, something like yeah. that, mm. now would be a good time to throw them in. My last thoughts are actually on Cover Me when they mentioned that Razorpaw isn't in the, uh, the, the, manifest. Yeah, the manifest once again. And it's like, well, okay, Kanye shrug. Like, yeah, something's wrong with the manifest, you guys. Either something's yeah. wrong with the manifest or there are several ships right. that have crashed onto Earth that there's no record of. Which I don't think is far-fetched based on some of the stuff we've seen with yeah. Decepticons on a spaceship. And especially Swarm with Prime, just like, we put things down here, and you know, we, we keep Energon here, and we keep other stuff here. Like, no, there's been things going back and forth for Earth for forever. Mm-hmm. So, of course mm-hmm. there's going to be stuff that the Manifest doesn't know about. Of course. Three-syllable words. I'm in trouble today, you guys. <laughs> but yes, you want to take a minute to talk to you about iTunes. I know we do this every single time, but we will continue to do it because seriously, we love you guys when you leave reviews. We love you guys all the time, but we especially love when you leave reviews (laughs) because they're wonderful and they keep us going and they let our bosses know that, hey, we really like this panel talking about giant robots. We should continue to have this panel talk about giant robots. And the feedback does help because occasionally people who work on the show do take a look at the reviews to see if they want to come on. And so good reviews are a good way to get people. So leave a review, rate us five stars, tell us why you love us, because you know we love you. Uh, We haven't had any new reviews this month, but when we get a new review, we do read it on the show because seriously, we adore you. So yes, please and thank you leave iTunes reviews. 
Um, I don't doesn't look like we have anything new in chat aside from Sideswipe is missing strong arm. Yeah. And Cybertron is full of problems. Keep your junk off our planet, Cybertron. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Yes. Yeah. And hoping that we will get characters in from Prime. But I think that leads us into predictions. Mmm. And now you're after Buzz TV. Laser light show. You hmm. love it even though it doesn't have lasers. Emma, you're humming. I'm curious. I was just trying to think what my predictions were. I mean, I'm I'm still on the I'm still on the uh, the ratchet uh, train. 100%. They made a toy. Yeah. I, I'm gonna sit here and go. They made a toy. Yeah. You guys. Uh. Yep. I just. Uh, ratchet is is uh, obviously going to be incorporated at some point. Uh. I do hope. In the near future, and I'm just curious what the plot line is that's going to get us there. I feel like it's going to involve involve Optimus just, you know, optimizing it up, just taking it <laughs> taking it that step too far. <laughs> I will say, when they ended up at the military base, the fact that, I don't know where they were at, but it did look like it was in the desert. They right. were in a canyon in a military like, base, and I'm sitting here going, it's Canyons the Show again. Could it be? Could it be? And I was no. like, could Agent Fowler be at that base? No? Okay, that's that's cool. Uh, we'll I was really hoping with it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm expecting to find either uh, Raph or Jack working there Ugh. and for the military or in conjunction or something especially yeah. raf yeah uh, <laughs> i wonder if there's been like more I, I mean i'm sure there has been more sort of like cybertronian activity on earth than well there's a comic series that, yeah. that touches on that i haven't gotten a chance to really look at it yeah i, saw, I, I am so behind issue. on my pull list yeah. yeah um but yeah so there is a comic series that does focus on some of the Bots from Prime sure, yeah. on Earth right. at the same time as R.I.D. We haven't had a chance to look at them, so nobody spoil them for us, yeah. please. Like I said, um, I am way behind on my pull list. Yeah. But uh, that being said, I definitely think they're bringing Ratchet back into the fold at some point because they wouldn't make the fact that Optimus is still hurt right. a point if there wasn't some like future resolution to I that. I agree. I totally agree. And... Um, <clears throat> I think it's been a couple episodes since we've seen the uh, the Insecticon ship. I'm thinking that this next episode we're going to bring them back into the fold a little bit. Yeah. I really want more from Glowstrike, and I, I want to see... Scorponok! Scorponok! Oh my god, when he's not a religious fanatic or an idiot, sign me up! Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm, I am signed up, I want to see it! I, I, it's, exactly, it's so nice to see him not like having to answer to anybody and seeing what he can be like that. Um, but I'm also really excited about seeing Steeljaw try to like, like get um, in with them. Yeah. What, what is yeah. the character's name? Ianto from uh um from Othello. 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 Yeah. Iago. Like just Iago. being there. Like yeah. oh, Ianto is Torchwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly different. Slightly different, but Iago basically being the guy that's on yeah. the side who's like gonna move in here. I am waiting for him to go full star scream for this group. Yeah. Because you know that's what he's going to want to do. He's going to come in and be like, oh no, I'm loyal. I'm this, I'm bad, and the other. I'm taking over. Yeah, it's my <laughs> ship now. I'm into it. That said, I would also be down for actual Starscream showing up at some point. <laughs> because nobody, no death. 
Mm-hmm. No body, no death. Mm-hmm. And I realize that no I am body. so far in denial <laughs> that we are vacationing in Egypt at this point, and I don't <laughs> care because I really want Steve Bloom in here again. That'd be great. Oh, man. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. For those of you who don't know, we had him in for uh, trans, uh, Star, Star, Star Wars, Wars Rebels, and he broke out the Starscream voice, and I just about melted on camera. It was great. Which is kind good. of emba- professional adjacent. Yes. All yeah, right. Adjacent. That's the adjacent part. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any final thoughts? Just that these were two kind of odd episodes back to back. You know, not without their merits, but like back to back, it was like this was this was a weird watch. It would, yeah, I liked, yeah. I liked the second episode. The first one, I agree, was like, it wasn't bad. It was fine. It was it was good. It just wasn't, like, top-notch. We, we finally got more of the B team. Yeah. And it, All yeah, right. I think that's what it is, is that, like, you know, I was hoping for a stronger return from them. Well, and I think we're all just waiting for Ratchet because we've seen the toy and we have our hearts set I on this. Know. And that every time we see the B team and he doesn't show up, we're disappointed. Well, Which is probably not a good way to approach well, this. Well, the other no. thing about it, aside from the fact that we want Ratchet back, obviously, is that we have such high standards for Transformers sure. because Prime was so good. And the first season of this was very, very yeah, good. Yeah, overall we've, it was very strong. We've seen great standards alone episodes in this series and when a standalone doesn't advance like those other long-reaching plots or like fall short on a couple different things we're disappointed because we have such high standards for this material it's not that this is bad television because this is still head and shoulders above what's on TV for absolutely, a lot of kids right now. Absolutely. We're 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 getting back into the era mm-hmm. of really mm-hmm. good cartoons. Thank goodness. Yeah. Absolutely. Gravity Falls, Wander, a bunch of other shows that have sadly been canceled. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. But this is still going. This is good. And you know, we will see you all next week for the next two episodes, and that will be fun and interesting. Alexis, Alexis, I'm calling on you. Oh. Yes, where can the people find you? Oh, you can find me all oh, on <laughs> right, Emma uh, you can find me all over the internet at Emma Fife, which is my name you can find me on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz TV I'm doing Bob's Burgers later tonight uh, Sailor Moon Crystal is coming back tomorrow at 10 I'm so excited Viz just announced that they're going to be simulcasting it so you can see myself and Megan on that show tomorrow night at 10pm <laughs> yay <laughs> I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I am also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, including Sailor Moon Crystal. Yes. Uh, and I also write articles for the Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaje. That's K I A X E T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I'm on Arrow, which is doing some fun and interesting things. And I am on Blindspot on Tuesday nights. And I think I'm the only person without a side project right now. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for watching, and as always, rev up and roll Roll out. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.